anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I, of course, am your host, broadcasting once again, deep behind enemy lines, south of the border, on a brand new platform, compliments of Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell, who, of course, is joining yours truly. I am uh, I'm back in Mexico after a pretty, uh, pretty rough rough go of it in Chicago. I am in pain. I messed up my leg. I did not get my residency. Nothing has really worked out. And I just got a message from uh, my my cousin who's staying at my place that the realtor wants to wait another 11 days for a dishwasher to be installed. Replacing the dishwasher, by the way. Uh, For a dishwasher to be installed to take pictures. Whatever. I'm just fucking done with it at this point. I don't care. I am back in Mexico. And uh, this is our second go at this. We're on a new platform. So I rambled for about 10 minutes before we realized that none of this was recording. But it's mostly just me complaining (laughs) about things that have happened. Um, I I tore my calf. I can barely walk. I I flew into Mexico City for pretty much no reason. Um, I was trying to get the temporary residency program. And in order to do that, I needed a short visa. They gave me the full six months. So that idea is kaput. And uh, I'm back in PV now after a a completely pointless trip to Mexico City, where I couldn't even just walk around and see the city because I am essentially a cripple now. All thanks to a bike ride with Robbie the Fire. (laughs) That's about all I got to report. Just a fucking miserable month month and a week in Chicago. I, that city does nothing but shit all over me. I, I'm so happy I got out of there. But the, the problems plague me even, even to this day from the distance. What do you got going on, man? Tell me about this bike ride with, oh, with uh, Robbie the Fire. I didn't – I haven't oh, heard of Oh, man. This. Well, we were riding these – we have these like the divvy bikes they're called divvy bikes they're like um bicycles that are like locked up all around chicago and you can just like pay with a credit card or uh whatever and like take one and and ride it around and we 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 went on a ride like earlier in the day before we went to the cubs game and then he bought like a day pass for two bikes and so we had these bikes for like the next 24 hours or something. And we decided to go on a bike ride after the game, like down, like, like into downtown Chicago, bike around, whatever, see what happened. And like five minutes into this bike ride, 
I just like, I, you know, I stand up on the bike to like go faster and I extended when I've extended my leg all the way, like something behind my knee just kind of popped and that's never good. But it, it, you know, it wasn't that bad. It just kind of felt like after the pop, it just kind of felt like I pulled a muscle. So I was like, all right, I pulled a muscle in my calf and I was essentially fine for the next two weeks. It just, they, I kind of had like a sore, a sore calf when you would like extend it all the way or like bend it back all the way. Um, and then, um, fast forward two weeks, I'm putting in a new microwave above, uh, above the range, over the range microwave. And I'm doing it by myself. <laughs> so I'm on the counter and I'm like taking off this microwave and I'm jumping off the counter and I'm jumping on the counter and jumping off the counter. And I don't know, uh, throughout that day, I was also putting stuff in my storage locker, which uh, of course is the second, there's two levels. So I'm on the second level. And so I'm hopping up into that and hopping down off of that and just moving a bunch of shit all day long. And at the end of that day, my leg was just completely destroyed. So I don't know. It stemmed from the initial bike injury. I must've done something like close to tearing it. And then when I was doing all that other shit, moving stuff around the house, I think I tore something uh, pretty bad. I can't really move my leg. It's swollen. It hurts. And I don't know what to do really. <laughs> just, well, now you're back in Mexico. You can go get some of that good Mexican. Uh, yes, uh, I can treatment. always take something for the pain. I want to be able to like walk around the beach and go swimming and stuff like that. It's hot here. It's really hot and humid. And so like, I don't know if I need to see a doctor at this point. It's been a, a less than a week. So I think Saturday night will be about a week. Um, I read up on some calf tear injuries and they said six to eight week recovery period. So I don't know. I could be down for the count for a while. Um, but if it just, it, you know, it's it, the other thing that's weird is like when I'm walking around a lot, it tends to loosen up a little bit. Like sitting is the worst thing for this. It like really tightens up. So I'm not, it's going to take me like a while after we uh, podcast here to get to be able to actually like walk around like a semi-normal person. But yeah, it's, it's looking pretty bad. <laughs> Being honest. Like I've had a lot of injuries. I've had just about every injury you can think of. I've broken bones. I've dislocated shoulders. I've pulled muscles. Um, I don't know what this is. I think it's a tear. And hopefully it's not like something that requires surgery at this point. That's my, uh, that's my hope. So I'm kind of afraid. I guess I could like find a doctor here to go to. I'm just like afraid of what they'll do to me if I go in there and be like, either like slap a fucking cast on it or like say I, I need surgery. I don't need another fucking goddamn disaster. I already, I went to the dentist that I mentioned they want to pull my wisdom teeth. I think I talked about that. I don't know if it was on a camera or not. I, I don't they've remember had 20 that. Years to pull these, yeah. They've had 20 years to pull these fucking wisdom teeth and I have like super deep roots like crazy deep. They, they all go, every time somebody takes an x-ray of my teeth, they're like, holy shit, you've got some deep ass roots. That's a direct quote from one of my dental hygienists at one point, deep ass roots. And so they've never wanted to pull these things. And, and now they do. And so <laughs> they're like, I don't know. I, I'm, I have like a, a six month window to get that done. Um, oh, by the way, so I was, it's, 
they want three grand to do that to pull two the bottom two. They're not even gonna fuck with the top two. They're gonna pull the bottom two if I get it done. Three thousand dollars. I don't know how much of that is covered by my insurance. I still have to find out. And so I, I have got some pliers and vodka if you want to just like knock that out for cheap. Yeah. Well, dude, it was like it's literally four hundred. It's three hundred and seventy-five dollars for fifteen minutes of anesthesia. <laughs> it's like every 15 minutes they get you 375 375 375 and since i have like really deep roots it's supposed to be like extra difficult or i forget what they said like un unusually difficult procedure was like one of the line items and so i have a, a mexican dentist friend down here and i texted him i was like what would it cost me to get two wisdom teeth pulled and and they came back seven thousand pesos <laughs> That's less than 15 minutes of uh, anesthesia from in the U.S. Now they don't put you under here. She's she said they just uh, they'll like shoot you up with like local anesthetic, and uh, I don't I don't think I want to be awake for this one. I don't know. I I could like load up on all kinds of stuff from the pharmacy and just be like zonked out of my mind, but I think they're gonna struggle with these. And I don't know if I really want to uh, to be awake for that. But for like 1200 bucks, I'll power through. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just like every time I try to do something, I've been getting terrible news. Like everything just goes wrong. On the last recording, I was complaining about the fucking, the last load of laundry I tried to do, the dryer knob broke off. And so I took... I ordered, long story short, I ordered one online that's supposed to get there like yesterday. I don't know if it did. And I took a knob off of like the another setting and I put it on there so I could actually finish the load of laundry, which worked fine. Fast forward the, the next day, it's like an hour before I'm leaving for the airport. And I'm like, all right, let me put this knob back and where it belongs so that like my cousin who's staying there will know which thing to put the knob on. You know, you never know with these women. So I can't get the knob back on the place that I took it off from. It's not fitting back on. And I kind of put, I pushed on it and it didn't work. And I pushed on a little harder and then something snapped. And uh, yeah, I broke that one, but I broke it. Like I broke like the thing behind the panel. And now I have an hour before I'm supposed to leave for the airport. And I completely broke this fucking thing it's not like you can just buy a new knob and put it on you have to like take off the panel and like uh i don't know what at that point i was gonna do so i like swore at the top of my lungs for a while <laughs> and uh and um eventually yeah i was just like fuck it i'll take this panel off and let me see how bad it is and like yeah this thing just like broke off there's like a bracket that like fell down into this recess me being the badass MacGyver motherfucker that I am, put that back together with I, I used a, my last pair of chopsticks that I had saved. I knew I would need them for something. I didn't know it was going to be to retrieve this bracket. So I don't even have the panel all the way off. I have it like half off with like a space about this big that I can just kind of look over and get my hand in and see what I'm doing. I put this thing back together with like electrical tape. And I got the, the, I had to pull something off of the broken knob so that it fit. And then it fit on there. And I taped that fucking thing back together. 
I was like, be very gentle with the, it's like the knob that you turn between like, you know, low heat and high heat. So it's only got two settings. And I was like, I'm not, I have to fix this. Otherwise I have to buy a new fucking washer and dryer. It's like a, it's going to end up being a thousand dollar broken knob. So yeah, I got it all done with about 15 minutes to spare. I lost one screw in the process, but it didn't seem to really affect the uh, structural integrity of that panel. So yeah. One one last kick in the nuts from uh, Chicago for you. Oh, you're about to leave for the airport. Let's break your dryer real quick. Unbelievable. Unfucking believable. Well, you know, every it could have been worse I, every time I touch it, something. At least you didn't get shot. That is true. And great segue, by the way, um, to the Highland Park shooting, because that was all the rage on the 4th of July. Like, they canceled everything. All the towns... Uh, in and around there, canceled their like firework celebrations. As far as I know, uh, Highland Park, yeah, it's a, a northern suburb. I went to high school with a lot of people from Highland Park. Used to date a girl from Highland Park. Probably should have married her. I think her dad was the. Uh, he might still be. He was like Tom Pritzker's personal attorney. They're fucking loaded. Um, but you know, yeah, you anyway, should have married her. Yeah, I know. I'd be on easy street. Wouldn't be have to be fucking around with like broken knobs on dryers the last minute. But yeah, so a lot of people um, broke a knob on a dryer. Yeah, we'll just get a new one. Fuck that. Yeah, what's a thousand dollars? Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of people um, I know from uh, high school over there in Highland Park. A lot of Jewish people. At first, I was like, ooh, I wonder if this is an anti-Semitic attack. I don't know. I don't know if we have the the motive for this or not yet. Just another fucking weird kid. Judging by but, the look of that kid's nose, I'm pretty sure he was uh, pretty Semitic. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, I don't know. Another. I don't really know what to say other than like this one a lot closer to home for me. I I know Highland Park. Um, I think I think like a friend of a friend actually got shot, but they're they're okay you know it was a it was a minor wound but um yeah i don't know a lot of you know people i went to high school with were posting on facebook and stuff like that i didn't pay much attention to it but the uh yeah i went to a a friend's house that night uh in the northern suburbs like his parents house we had dinner or whatever and there's just a couple of us and you know they that they have like uh Actually, it was Johnny the Jew. You guys know Johnny the Jew. He invited me over to his his parents' house for uh, he set a barbecue, and then we had lobster. <laughs> yeah, we had full. He got us. He got us full lobsters. It was great. Yeah, but it was like so bizarre. It reminded me of when I was in Panama, and they're like, "Yeah, we do barbecue on Sundays," and I got super excited because I hadn't had American barbecue in like a year and a half. And then it was like a surf and turf. It was like a yeah it was like a a seared tuna a steak and like a chicken leg or something i was like it's not fucking barbecue but it was a it was a nice dinner i got to talk to him he's doing really well um and he wanted to talk about of course the the shooting and gun laws and my thoughts on all that and we had like one of our like real uber liberal friends there too so i tried not to get into like a whole thing you know but it it's it seems like a lot of the uh a lot of people are are naively 
very open to red flag laws at this point. Um, uh, there's everybody I talked to is like, what's, what's the matter with, you know, having a red flag law that would stop this kid from getting a gun, like, you know, and I mean, I have a lot of problems with it. We can, we can go over uh, and get your thoughts on it, but I mean, it just never seems like any of these laws would actually solve the problem um, before it actually happens. And then they're just fraught with, um, potential for abuse, which, you know, we've, we've seen this abuse over and over again, every time we give the government uh, a new power. And I am not prepared to uh, roll the dice and just be like, well, you know, the last 14 times haven't worked out, but let's give them, let's give them this red flag power and hope that they don't abuse that one. It's, it's interesting, especially in this particular topic. Um, well, so like number one, I'd had somebody that sent me a message. I, I had to work that night and somebody had sent me a message and said, Hey, did you see, uh, the thing about the shooting in Chicago? It's like, we're not allowed to talk about the shootings in Chicago. Like every time there's a shooting in Chicago, <laughs> it, you know, literally the fact that every weekend more people are killed in Chicago than in any of these mass shootings that get all the media attention. Like we're not allowed to talk about shootings in Chicago. But, so what, what's, what's actually the deal with this one? And then I saw it and it was nuts because I, so I don't know if you followed it when it was kind of happening in live, probably not. Uh, I was at work, so I didn't have anything else to do. Um, this dude had like a Facebook page and a YouTube channel. He was a, an aspiring rapper and all that silly shit. Um, well, like within a couple hours, his Facebook page was gone. His YouTube channel got deleted. There were people who like could see the writing on the wall as soon as his name was announced. And so they like just started downloading all of his shit and then they were reposting it to like Twitter. And those people were getting their Twitter accounts banned for reposting the stuff that they had grabbed off of his, off of his YouTube channel. Like it was nuts. Um, really? And then, and then it comes out later. Naturally he has been on an FBI watch list they were aware of him they've even spoken to him previously imagine that and like all the all of the same stuff that comes out of literally every single mass shooter it's like yes we knew we knew about him we were aware of him uh we didn't well, bother to do that's anything. why they, plus then there's the yeah, whole well, that's why they need the red flag laws because they're aware of him but they well, couldn't then, do anything you know illinois has illinois already has some of the most aggressive red flag laws in the country and that didn't accomplish anything uh, like Chicago has some of the most strict gun laws didn't accomplish anything. It's like, what, where, where is, where is all of your, yeah. well, so you know, they're, Illinois they're not in and the, Chicago the are touted Chicago, for. Yeah. Yeah. But see, like this, is a, this is Chicago a are touted for all of these gun control laws. And then they, they do absolutely nothing in the face of multiple shootings. I mean, like this is, this is just one shooting. This like, this happens literally every weekend in Chicago. It's not like this was like something new that they're not used to. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the thing is though, it, this is outside the actual city of Chicago. It's in the Northern suburbs. So as soon as you leave the city of Chicago, the gun laws change. Um, you, you know, you're like a 20 minute drive from having more relaxed gun laws, but still 
still gun laws nonetheless. Like you, I, I don't think you can just go buy like an AR-15 or something in the suburbs. As far as I know, you can't. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that about his, uh, his social media stuff. I, you know, I did, I didn't follow this in real time. I got like a, I woke up to like a message from it. Cause I had a pretty late night the, the night before. Um, so I woke up to a message and then I, I, I saw it. And then like, I, I don't know, like people had the news on, but the news is like, you know, everybody knows what the news is all about. And yeah, I looked into it a little bit. I saw an interview with his uncle. Like his uncle didn't really seem like, seemed like a very weird living situation. Like they're all at the, their grandpa's house who passed away. And so like his uncle has a room there. The kid had like, a house in the back or like some, some of these, I mean, like, I don't know how well off they are. Some of these Highland park houses, they'll have like a coach house where like the help used to, to live that are like actual houses. They're like, you know, three bedroom, two bath houses. Like their pool house would be a house that would be like a, a really nice house in, in any other neighborhood. So I don't know what was going on, but it was like the dad, the brother were living together in the house and he's living in the back somewhere. Very bizarre situation. Um, again, like, I don't know. I look at, I was like, I look at this kid and I see a fucking lunatic. I, I, they all look fucking crazy to me. And I, I realize you can't just like hindsight's always a lot easier to like, be like, oh yeah, no shit. This kid's got neck and face tattoos and he just got the dead shark eyes again. And I, I don't know. It just seems like it's, it'd be really easy for me as a parent to be like, there's something wrong with this kid. This uncle's like, yeah, there were no signs. And it's like, well, do you ever talk to me? He's like, not really. Just said hi and bye <laughs> like the night before. And I was like, all right, that's kind of a weird relationship. But uh, he- Well, I that was did- the crazy thing about his YouTube channel getting nuked the way it did and, and everything like disappearing was it was um, some of the stuff that was getting posted on Twitter before it all started getting taken down. And those, those accounts started getting banned was like a lot of, the his youtube stuff was somewhat reminiscent of the new york subway shooter and like i don't know if you remember that situation but like he had a bunch of stuff that was like really very clearly um this dude's not well and probably intends to do some bad shit and had been on fbi watch list and had been in the custody of the authorities recently and for whatever reason, they still turn him loose and, and let him go do his thing. Like similar sort of situation with this kid. It's like, uh, you know, I mean, you can, you can literally do a Google search for shooter in um, authorities custody. And it going back to like 2014, damn near every mass shooter, <coughs> excuse me, damn near every mass shooter, that has happened since 2014 had been in police custody at some point during the year prior to having to carrying out their shooting. Okay. So wait, this kid was actually in police custody or they were just aware of him. Almost. I know they said, I know they said for sure that they, they were aware of him and had been monitoring his online activity and everything like that. I'm I'm almost positive he'd been in custody yeah. recently. Well, and he also painted like this weird mural on their on on the house, right? It was like a 
like a fucking frog character holding a gun or some shit. I don't know. It's like, it was weird. I mean, like there are signs that your kid is off. Um, and I think at this point, when you start getting those signs, like you have to take that pretty seriously. Don't just be like, ah, it can never be my kid. They're like, no, nah, your kid's a fucking weirdo at a minimum. <laughs> and at a maximum, he's like a fucking psychopath that could hurt a lot of people. Like to me, I just don't, I don't like the idea of relegating this sort of a thought, like this sort of responsibility to the government. I don't think they would do a very good job with it. I think they would abuse it and it would get turned on people for political purposes. Like we've seen with uh, the NSA and um, I, I just, not only do I not like the idea, I mean, obviously I don't like it because I have this bias that I hate everything the government does, but I just, I mean, just look at the situation, look at where we are, look at how the government handles everything. I, I can't imagine wanting to give them more responsibility in, in any you know, sense of the, of the word, let alone the responsibility to just take people's guns away without due process. Um, that, that the slippery slope there to me is just way too fucking dangerous, way, way more dangerous than I mean, going to a I mean, there's no reason to expect that the government wouldn't politicize and weaponize something like this. Like you saw, they, they weaponized the IRS against Republicans during the Obama administration and early parts of the Trump administration. Like yeah. the, they are not above using whatever um, authority they've given themselves to absolutely go after whoever they determine is their, their political enemy. So like, yeah, any extra yeah. like laws are obviously going to be perverted and bastardized to exact the will of those in power at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, the, the right to defend yourself uh, is just, it's way too fundamental to, to leave up at, to the whims of whoever would be enforcing these red flag laws, you know, and like, and, Again, it's it's always the camel's nose under the tent. Like you could make this like seemingly, you know, from like a your average person's point of view, you can make this like really seemingly innocent case for red flag laws. That seems plausible. It's like, oh, well, you know, like if this kid does like X, Y, Z, then like he gets reported and like somebody comes and they, and they make sure like he can't hurt that's even if that was going to be the case initially, it's never going to stay like that. They take that authority and they keep fucking taking more. They, they, they'll take it an inch at a time. And then the next thing you know, you have no idea like how fucked you are because you have no right to defend yourself anymore. Um, the, you know, it's funny. You mentioned that the IRS targeting Republicans, I was watching uh, the, the movie, the big short, so I, I listened to the book again, the audio book, uh, on one of my flights because I was, I don't know, I was in the mood for it. And then I watched the movie on my flight last night, and I always remember at the end of it. I mean, I have some problems with that movie, but I, I do enjoy watching it. At the end of it, they're like, yeah, Michael Burry, who was the guy, the first guy to put on the big short trade, for those of you guys that aren't familiar with this, to, to short the, the subprime mortgage housing market. Uh, you know, he goes to the government after shit hits the fan and he's been proven correct. You know, he's, he put this trade on in 2005 and shit hits the fan in like 2007. So he goes to the government. He's like, hey, would you guys be interested in 
you know, talking to me. I'm happy to like talk to you guys and let you know how I knew this house of cards was going to implode long before anybody else did. Nobody returned his calls. Imagine that from the government, not interested. I mean, I know they set up all those committees and the super committees to look into it and the, the housing commission and all that shit. Nobody returned his calls, but he was audited like four times <laughs> by the IRS. He had the IRS up his ass for like the next five years because he made so much money on this trade. Anyway, sort of a little Imagine, imagine yeah. that. Imagine the, the, that. the idea that they're, they're concerned about uh, people's safety, the idea that they care about children. Like oh, these, are, these are murderous psychopaths that have no interest in anything other than usurping more power. And if, if you know, a red flag law, a seemingly innocent red flag law that like on paper could sound plausible to somebody who has like no historical perspective and is way too trusting of government. Uh, that's just going to be the tip of the iceberg and it will be like the, that is the last, I think that's the last line. And it's very important that uh, Americans do not cave into this. Uh, once you give up those guns, man, it's, we've seen how they treated us when we had the guns. I mean, look at the last two years, like the abuse that the American people took from government, even though we were armed to the teeth. Uh, as much as we could be, I suppose. Well, and you're seeing that in in real time. You're seeing that in real time playing out over in um, uh, in Europe right now with the the different uh, farmers' protests that are going on, where the the farmers are like driving their tractors into the capital, uh, and uh, um, it was in Norway that a farmer got shot, and the police are now out there like with guns, threatening these farmers who are who are out there protesting. Like if that was happening here in the United States, all of those farmers would be armed to the teeth on their, on their tractors. Like there, there wouldn't be a police force standing up to them. Everybody would get the fuck out of the way and let them do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of us who aren't, uh, have, who have not been following this, uh, farmer situation, you want to, you want to break that down for us real quick. Why are they driving around on these tractors and getting right, shot? So at? They're, well, so they're driving around on the tractors. They were spreading um, manure and compost and stuff, um, fire, firing it on police officers at one point, uh, dumping it in the streets and on the steps of the Capitol building. Like um, the you know the tractors and everything were a a, a means of uh, creating a disruption. But the reason that they were doing it is because they were being ordered to uh, cull cattle in the middle of a food shortage there being uh like all this excess tax is being put on nitrogen and a number of other fertilizers and stuff which are all essential to actually being able to produce crops you know in the middle of a food shortage and and the farmers are like look like we can't make a living because you keep adding all of these extra taxes to us you keep creating all of these shortages and stuff and you're forcing us to destroy crops and and call cattle and and other like livestock that like you are deliberately what does that stopping mean? us from doing what, the things that, that we are here really to do for. we are here to feed the population and you will not let us do it so fuck you we're going to completely wreck everything that you've got we're, we are going to 
we're going to drive our tractors into the middle of the capital and we're going to fuck everything up. And if you're not going to, if you're not going to allow us to do our jobs and we're going to make your lives miserable. And that's what they've been doing. And now they're getting, I think it's France, Spain, or no, France, Italy, and uh, Poland, I think, have all, like farmers in all of those countries have joined in and are in the process of driving their their tractors to the Capitol buildings to, to protest as well. Like the the farmers of Europe are getting ready to rise up in mass and until their uh till their country's governments go fuck yourselves. Yeah. What let's back up for a second. What are they being forced to do to their cattle? What's that hillbilly speak for? Coal. They're they have to kill a certain percentage. Ah, uh, okay. I knew that. And it's not like taking them to it's not taking them to a slaughterhouse to be processed into food. Like you um when you're forced to cull part of the herd, you have to basically take them out, execute them, and then burn the carcasses. You're not allowed they're not allowed to be used for food. Even though there's absolutely nothing wrong with them. It's not like there's a mass disease going through the going through the livestock or anything like that. They're 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 just forcing them to destroy perfectly good meat basically and this I mean, is, like, uh, why the, why isn't PETA all over this like why aren't these animal rights activists all over this like this is if you if you're mad about them using these animals for food you should be even more mad that they're just being forced to kill them for no reason whatsoever like yeah yeah well it's weird you know like it is a shame when politics gets involved even if you guys are on the same side of an argument you never really um you never really unite. So PETA's like, oh, no, fuck like these right-wing farmers or whatever. We're not uh, going to get involved with that. But So is, is this just like a retarded government attempt at controlling the price of goods? Is that what they're going for? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's, uh, that's the yeah. long and short of it. Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, it worked out so yeah. well for us in the Great Depression. <laughs> hey, people are starving. Let's, uh, let's burn your crops. <laughs> dump a bunch of fucking oranges into the garbage because uh yeah prices it really is unbelievable well and that's the, one the of those things that, that, that was happening during 2020 and 2021 um farmers were being forced to the dairy farmers were being forced to like dump milk and and a bunch of other stuff like um i think right now because the food excuse me because the food shortages are so like blatantly apparent if the u.s government was trying to force farmers to dump milk or to to coal livestock i think i think the general population would rise up and be so pissed off that like that might that might be the end of the whole thing like you wouldn't even need the farmers doing it i think just the average the average person would be like wait we're in the middle of food shortages and, and like record inflation and you're destroying actual like uh, groceries. Like what, what the fuck's going on? So I, I do think there is at least some level of um, enough common sense to not completely piss off the general populace. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, a lot of these European countries are continuing to push forward with this, even though they're seeing what's going on in, in Norway and everywhere else. So it's never underestimate the stupidity of those who are in charge. 
Yeah, well, I, God forbid prices should come down like because more supply hits the market. That was always like the most amazing thing to me is this fear of deflation. Uh, I, I like, especially when you're in a recession, which, you know, we haven't, I don't think we've gotten the economic data for the second quarter yet, but it's like, um, why wouldn't you want prices to come down when people are like out of work and, you know, struggling to get by? That that's part of like the thing that has to happen to sort of uh, alleviate some of that pain is you get a, a lot of prices would come down. And in the Great Depression, we, you know, we bent over backwards to make sure that that prices did not come down. Um, now we're in a bit of a different situation here with prices just running fucking amok here in the U.S. God, the uh, the amount of inflation that I saw when I was in Chicago was just staggering. Absolutely staggering. I couldn't believe the things that like you, you you were paying for. It was crazy. One good thing about being back here in Mexico, I guess, is uh, e even the most expensive part of Mexico is still like ridiculously cheap compared to the U.S. Well, that's like I was. Uh, we're doing the renovation work on the house across the street, and I'm putting new storm doors on, and so I had to get a a storm door handle for for one of the doors and like just just a year and a half ago when i was doing windows and doors at lowe's the same storm door handle was like 54 dollars, and now it's 70 dollars. like that's in a year and a half what's the I, like i don't know what the percentage of increase that is just off the top of my head but it's pretty fucking outrageous i mean it's increased 16 dollars yeah. $16 in 18 months. Yeah, no, the the prices of everything are going through the roof. You know, there was a lot of like people making jokes about uh, Biden's inflation around um, the 4th of July, because remember last 4th of July, they were like, oh, you're saving like 13 cents on your 4th of July party this year. It's like, oh, thank God for that. With my newfound wealth, uh, I'll take this 13 cents and... I mean, it, it really is just fucking unbelievable. Like there, I was listening to somebody and they were just running through the price of everything. Like hot dogs are up by like 40% and beer is up by this much. And everything is like fireworks. Everything is just like through the fucking roof expensive. It's, I mean, it's my, I, I think the first time we started recording, I was talking about the knobs that I tried to buy from Menards. They weren't the right knobs. They were for the, uh, the, the, uh, gas stove the the knobs that go on the front of your stove is a four pack is $28 for four plastic knobs maybe it was five maybe it was five plastic knobs $28 <laughs> I was like I found that out at the register I was like yeah no no, no. I'm not I'm not taking it. these probably aren't going to work anyway because they're for a fucking stove not a dryer so I'll just go buy one online I found one on Amazon for like $5.99 that should work allegedly but um, yeah, just like the, the prices of these things are at, and that's Menard, like Menards has pretty low prices. I was getting, uh, I found some sausages there. They had a freezer section at Menards and $2 and 50 cents for some Italian sausage and some bratwurst. So that was a nice, when I was at the other grocery store, it was like three times that price, you know, it was like eight, eight, $9 for a package of sausage. 
I don't know how people are doing it in the U.S. And like I've I've seen articles, a lot of people, especially in the California area, are moving down to Mexico now because they can work remotely. I'm a trendsetter. I do these things. People people follow me. But yeah, now they're blowing up the fucking real estate in like northern Mexico, around California, around the border there because they're all going there. They're bringing their California money and they're overpaying for shit. Like the way they do over here in PV, they do the same. Is that thing. why the Gavin PV. Newsom is? Uh, is that why Gavin Newsom is running these ads in Florida to try to get people to move from Florida to California? Oh because, my god, that because they're so, so much fucking... more free in California than they are in Florida. So. Can you imagine being that delusional? A, like California is a complete shit show. It's a goddamn disaster. People are fleeing that faster than they're fleeing Chicago. They're all leaving. Um, the ones that aren't are fucking either like super rich and paying a, an insane amount in taxes or they're fucking homeless and they're in one of these like homeless camps. And there's like almost everybody in between is like trying to get the fuck out of there. They're going to Mexico. They're going to Texas. And this guy takes a look around. He's completely fucked up this state. He's like, yeah, I think I should run for president now. And let me start attacking the guy in Florida who has gotten like you know, got almost everything right when it came to like the whole COVID thing. Like he was a little late to the party. Okay. But like people in Florida have had a much better experience than people in California when it comes to freedom. And he starts attacking the, the guy where everybody's going. Everybody's going to Florida. Everybody's moving to fucking Florida. They're buying up real estate there because they don't want to live under one of these totalitarian fucking regimes. And he looks around like I, I was, I think you probably saw it. I was joking around on Twitter. I was like, what's his pitch to the American people going to be? Vote for me and I will do for the country what I did for California. Out of control, homeless population, uh, runaway fucking taxes. I mean, it was like 13% or something is like the top tier for the state tax there. So like if you're, you know, if you're in the top uh, 10% or something like that, you're making good money. You're paying... 39% federal, 13% state, like you're over half your income right off the top before it even hits your fucking bank account and goes to the goddamn federal government uh, and state government, I guess. And then yeah, I don't know what their sales tax is. I'm sure it's very high. Um, you have horrible traffic and you have homeless people, just like homeless encampments everywhere. People shitting on the streets in San Francisco. Like the list just goes on and on. They're a fucking laughing stock. <laughs> and this guy's going to run for president. Run for president. On what? On what exactly? Right. It's hilarious that he was like, I've done such a terrible job as the governor of California that they literally recalled me. And I had to, I'm, I'm almost positive, just based on the way it sounded. It, it really sounds a lot like he pulled some, uh, 2020 election style shenanigans to ensure that he maintained or won re-election or I don't know, managed to stay in, in office. But like you were that bad that the people of your state recalled you and now you want to run for president. Yeah. I mean the, the ego on these motherfuckers, like Jesus Christ, dude, Jesus Christ. If you want to hear, I remember this was like a long time ago. This is probably over 10 years ago now. He was, um, he went, he went on the Adam Carolla podcast, I think. 
and Adam Carolla was just like grilling him on stuff. And it was like the most brutal interview for a fucking politician because Carolla would just be like, he'd just ask him these very poignant questions and he would not let him fucking weasel his way out of it. I remember at one point they, he was like, Gavin Newsom was like going on and on about like how like uh, people uh, can't uh, don't have bank accounts and it's really hard for them to like get by without a bank account. And Adam Carolla is like, well, why don't they have bank accounts? He's like, they're getting taken advantage of it. All these check cashing places and like paying like 18% interest or something like that. And Carolla's just like, well, why, what's wrong with them? Why don't they have bank accounts? <laughs> and just like, you just watch the back and forth go. And he, he got fucking annihilated. And like the he just doing that little fucking thing where politicians just try to talk without saying anything, without answering anything. And he also puts together this like sob story about how he grew up and like, you know, his parents were divorced. It's like his dad was like some big shot at like a huge oil company. <laughs> like he comes from he's like he comes from a lot of money. And um, he's trying to pawn it off on like, oh, I had this like really tough upbringing because I come from a broken home kind of thing. Oh, man. What a scumbag. Is, and isn't Nancy oh, Pelosi ahead. his aunt or something? Yeah, there's, there's something going on there. Yeah, I, f- I forget exactly what it is. I'll have to fact check that one. But yeah, he's like politically connected. His dad worked for like Getty Oil. <laughs> it's like big oil. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He's a lying sack of shit. And um, we, we saw all the stuff that he pulled during COVID. He got busted having like a huge party after he was like locking everybody down. Like, I, I just can't imagine anybody voting for him. But, you know, the, the fact of the matter, like people probably will. <laughs> it's like if it's between him and DeSantis, they're going to vote Democrat. I mean, they voted for Joe Biden. Did they though? Well, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, I I just don't like. I can't imagine having that kind of a fucking ego and like being that delusional into thinking like, oh, I've done such a good job. Next, the next logical move here is for me to fuck up the entire country, and that look at all these people are gonna vote. Like, no, 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 he's not gonna have any swing votes in my opinion. Like, he'll get the blue states that he normally does, that any fucking Democrat would get. But man, if you thought, uh. If he thought Hillary Clinton got annihilated, I don't think he would be any better. He does have a beautiful head of hair, though. Very good-looking guy. Uh, that, um, like, the thing that would be sort of similar to Hillary in that situation is, like, Georgia, Arizona, um, I'm pretty sure Wisconsin, some of these other states that were kind of sketchy and questionable in 2020 have taken um there have been a lot of measures taken to ensure the security of uh the election process including like a bunch of um there have been a bunch of republicans who have been elected to like state local election boards uh auditor positions uh secretary of state positions which when when all of that was happening last year the uh, the usual suspects were running articles talking about how that was a subversion of democracy to to get Republicans democratically elected to these positions is subverting democracy um, yes. because well, it, because they were going to come like, in and start to ensure 
<laughs> start to ensure uh, you know integrity of the vote <laughs> that's that's a subversion of democracy yeah yeah i mean god it I don't know what to say, man. People are so fucking dug in to their political parties. It's hilarious to watch them do this like mental gymnastics. Uh, people will make the case for, yeah, for, for Gavin Newsom. They'll make the case for like why, um, you know, making somebody show an ID is somehow like voter suppression. It's like, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. And, I mean, I get why they don't want people showing ID and I get why Republicans want people showing ID. It's not because either of them believe in this idea of democracy. It's because they want to win the election. <laughs> and obviously it's much better to have a bunch of illegal immigrants and people uh, voting like four or five times. If you're um, if you're a Democrat trying to beat Donald Trump or something like that with, uh, you know, a fucking senile old man that can't get through a goddamn sentence that, you know, and it's much easier for Republicans if you can't have any of those people vote. So yeah, neither of them actually care. They just care about the results, which is the way everybody feels about democracy. They just don't want to admit it. They don't want to admit it. They only want democracy when the, the vote goes their way. And if it doesn't go their way, that, that apparently that that's never democracy. You know, it's like, <laughs> it reminds me of like socialism. It's like every time like socialism fails miserably, it's like, oh, that wasn't real socialism. That's not democracy. It's only democracy when we get the outcome that we want. I mean, that, that gives us a, uh, a good segue into the, the closing the, or the thing that we can kind of close with, because we had teased it last time, is uh, you've seen how the Supreme Court rulings have been going over the last several weeks. And and um, because of that, that's also a subversion of democracy or death of democracy because of the Supreme Court or some. I, I can't remember what the exact line was, but it's something equally retarded. Crisis of legitimacy, um, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The crisis of legitimacy. That's yeah. <laughs> so. The uh, the EPA ruling that came down. Have you had a chance to look any into that or or uh, kind of dig into I have it a little it, bit? Because that's, I'm gonna lean like, that's gonna be the end one. of the planet. We're yeah. So that's that's bringing about the end of the planet. Like it's the uh, the whole our global environment is just gonna uh, crash and burn because of this. Um, so so the original. Um, Oh, it was a, it wasn't a law. It was a, some sort of an environmental protection type of an act that had been put in place in 2014, I believe it was. Uh, it never actually got implemented because as soon as it was put in place, it got kicked to the Supreme Court for being unconstitutional. And the Supreme Court at that time upheld that it was unconstitutional. So it's been hanging in limbo for the last like eight years. Uh, it it got some traction in 2016, 17, when Trump came into office because it was um, because Trump was against the Paris climate accords or whatever and, and all of that stuff and like get it, trying to get the U.S. out of a lot of the uh, global environmentalist uh, Ponzi scheme bullshit that that we were wrapped up in, 
um, it got brought up, but nothing ever came of it because it had already been struck down as unconstitutional, or it had already been had a stay put on it by the uh, by the Supreme Court for being unconstitutional. And basically, what was unconstitutional about it was that it was a massive overreach of power by the EPA. The EPA was using this act to take control of and dictate things that they didn't have constitutional power or congressionally appointed power to do. And, and they were also establishing like this huge set of criteria for coal plants and stuff like, um, like power plants that could never be met. Like they would effectively have completely destroyed the energy sector. Uh, energy costs would have gone up anywhere from like five to eight uh, times if if all of these if this original act had gone into place had actually been implemented at any point it would have ran energy costs through the roof uh, it would have completely shut down the entire coal sector uh, it, it would have wrecked our economy wholesale and so it had been it had been it had had a stay put on it by the the Supreme Court to begin with and this was just it coming back around and basically the state of West Virginia is who had brought it up to the Supreme Court to begin with was like look we need some closure on this case like it's just sitting here with a stay on it and the epa basically said we don't have any intention of ever actually implementing it or, or putting it into action so it's a moot point like we can just let it be what it is and, and let it have the stay on it for for forever and the supreme court said no that's that's not the way this works we're going to throw it out and so that's that's what happened like it's not it wasn't like it was some environmental protection that had ever been in place and it was just a thing that has been sitting on the docket for literally eight years with nothing happening happening with it and they finally decided okay let's let's go ahead and put a bullet in this fucking thing's head and move on with life yeah yeah well it's like uh when obama's signing the uh the nda my administration has uh no plans <laughs> to fucking imprison u.s citizens without due process or anything like that yeah no of course not it'll never be used we're just gonna get it on the books here yeah so th this is what people are freaking out about it, it, like dude people are so goddamn ignorant and, and they're just so stupid too on top of that it's just like you just give them buzzwords and then you like send them off into the the world to go freak out be like climate change they're taking climate change go get them and I saw that like they they were doing that like uh, that, that retarded fucking thing where they blocked the the highway. Did you see that protest? There's like I don't know ten of these people like blocking the matches. street. Dude, I get me on that jury. Oh, by the way, I got fucking jury duty. Well, I might have jury duty that I'm gonna have to get out of. <laughs> but get me on that jury, and I will not. I will fucking nullify that shit immediately. Like this one guy, this one poor guy's like, dude, I got to get to fucking work. I guess he was like on parole. And if he's, you know, if he's late to work or he doesn't get to work, he gets fired. And then he gets, he has to go back to prison or some shit. And these people, like he's trying to explain to them, like, I mean, he's yelling, but like, I would be yelling too. And he's like taking their signs and they're not going to move. Like these people just don't give a shit. They're so fucking talk about privilege. The idea that you can just block somebody trying to get to work because you heard a couple buzzwords from a, a douchebag politician on TV. You have no idea what's going on. So you're just going to go sit in the street. Get a, how about you, dude, get a fucking job yourselves, first of all.
and get the fuck out of the way. Like there's just way too many people with nothing to do. There's way too many people that don't have a fucking job. They don't have families. They don't have like things that they're good at doing because they, you know, we do this whole participation trophy thing. Nobody's challenged to do anything. We've done a tremendous job of fucking up the population. And now you have a bunch of like, you know, 20 somethings, maybe 30 somethings with nothing going for them, nothing to show for it, nothing to show for their 20 plus years on the planet. They have no skills. They know nothing. And, and they're just like, what do I do? What do I do? Like, what can I do to cause some fucking mayhem and uh, maybe get some attention on myself? And I think, you know, that sort of mentality, if you are one of these really fucking crazy people, manifests itself in the, like, a Highland Park shooting situation. And if you're one of these, like, average idiots out there, then you're one of these douchebags blocking traffic. You're, you're a useful idiot for the political elite. That's all you are. Um, I, it's, I don't know what else to say. These, I, these people drive me fucking crazy. How how you can have such a strong opinion about something you know nothing about, you've never even really thought about, is beyond me. Like that kind of shit should be squashed out in school, but they go to these government schools where apparently you like that sort of you can just form opinions without knowing anything, and that's that seems to be encouraged. You get your instructions and you repeat after me, and then you get these opinions that are like drilled into you. You don't really know why you have them. You just know, like, this is good and that is bad, and I'm going to roll with that. That 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 surface level knowledge is enough for all of them. <laughs> it's the, I mean, it's the failing of the education system and everything else. Uh, speaking of, uh, to give a plug for my show uh, tonight, I'll be live streaming it, but it'll be my episode next Wednesday. I'm actually going to be looking at. Uh, the Gender Wars and Academic uh, Freedom. It's an article that talks about um, how transgender uh, politics has overrun the the educational system. And now, like, there's no room for actual science or thought or uh, disagreement or anything. Like, you either you either push the trans agenda or you get run out of higher academia. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about that later tonight, and that'll be my episode that comes out next Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, awesome. I mean, the, the education system in the, in the U.S. has died. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a goddamn disaster. What do you mean? Are you, does this mean you're not coming to the happy hour tonight? I'll be there. I'll just be late. Oh, okay. Um, we are doing that at 7.30, if this episode gets out before then. 7.30 Central Standard Time. I will send out an email after this, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I, I just want to have, at this point, I want to have two different societies. One that goes the retarded California way, and then one that goes any other way, like any other normal way. And yes, I do mean normal. Normal, logical. Two plus two is four. A man is a man. A woman is a fucking woman. Uh, that normal. And we'll just see what happens. We'll see what happens. Let's do an experiment right now. Like they need to fucking break off and succeed and secede. And we'll just, we'll just peek in from time to time on these two different societies and see what's what. I mean, can we just like, I don't know. Other than that, I don't know how you settle this debate. Cause if you do this half in, half out stuff, it's like, 
you know, it's sort of like the slow death that we've seen with capitalism, where you just keep injecting more and more socialism into it and more and more government. It's like it can really survive for a long time. And, it, you know, it get you obfuscate the fucking um, the problems. It's harder to separate what's causing what. So I want a clean break. I want to see exactly where that society ends up. And and the people that are there, you don't you don't get to leave. It's not like oh, if you don't like it, you can come back over here. It's like no, no, no. You've you've made your bet. Now you get to fucking lay in it, and you see how you actually like living in that society. Good luck with that, fucking idiot. Johnny is for closed borders. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh man, and nothing I said today I can be blamed for because I'm hopped up on painkillers because my leg is broken. Um, no, I stand by all of it. As usual. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess we should get out of here on that. What are we at? About an hour? Yeah. I like this new platform. Yeah, fuck Zoom. Hopefully we can uh, make this work long t- or full time. Might have yeah. some kinks to work out. But... Yeah, no, it seems to be. I mean, I don't know if is my picture coming through good because yours is like kind of grainy. But, but I also got a message saying that your internet sucked earlier, so... Like you were like cutting out. It's like, don't worry, we're still recording. Justin's internet sucks. I'm like, holy shit, man. I'm in Mexico. I got better internet than Justin. Anyway, uh, (laughs) I guess we'll get out of here on that. Happy Friday, everybody. The the never ending fight with my internet provider. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I got to do something too because I I still can't connect to like my VPN here. So, like, it's a very difficult situation. I have to like go, I have to go to a, another unit, 19D to get work done. But uh, yeah, it's, it's tough. My office, my office here is a three bedroom, three bath corner unit on the 19th floor <clears throat> when nobody's using it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll get out of here on that. Happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this episode. Got a couple laughs in, I guess. It's important to uh, maintain our senses of humor in these dark, dark times. I hopefully uh, I never have to set foot in Chicago again, other than to move my stuff out there for good. We'll see. I have to go yell at somebody that wants to wait two weeks to take pictures now because I'm replacing the dishwasher. Uh, But, you know, the longer they wait, the uh, less chance I have of selling it. So I got that going for me. And uh, we're doing the happy hour in about three hours. So we'll try to get this up. Are you going to be able to get this out today? Or are you going to do it tomorrow? Tomorrow. It's going to be iffy. I think tomorrow is probably going to be. Okay. Well, um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. Check out Justin's live. Well, they're going to miss your live stream if you don't put this out until tomorrow. Can they still watch it after the fact? Yeah, they can check it out on Wednesday. All right. Yeah, it'll it'll be up. And um, yep, yeah, do all that for us. We will be back. I, you, we're going to resume our regular schedule now, right? Tuesdays and Fridays, for the most part. That's the plan. Yeah. All right, Tuesday with a brand new episode yep. for you. Hopefully, I'll be able to walk by then, but I'm not holding my breath. This is uh, this is bad. This is very bad. So I might be like in the hospital. We never know. And what if I have a blood clot or something? I'm getting to that age. <laughs> anyway, we'll be You're back. Eventually. Is always a chance. Oh uh, yeah, I know. 
with a brand new episode for you guys. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.